episode of Product Thinking. I am Kyle Evans, and this week we're talking about some Thanksgiving week long reads, rethinking history, remote work, teleportation, and more. So it's Thanksgiving in the U.S. this week. Happy Thanksgiving to anybody celebrating. Uh, And that means many of us will be taking time off work for several days of eating too much, spending time with family, and otherwise relaxing, myself included. Hopefully that is you, though it is hard to believe we're approaching the end of year again so rapidly. Uh, So if you're taking a break or working, you know, whichever the case may be, here are some interesting reads to keep you occupied. And of course, we will be back next week with our monthly book review. So look forward to that. First article, this Thanksgiving, let science help you roast a tastier turkey. You know, I love experimenting with everything uh, and understanding particularly the science behind cooking. I've got a handy copy of Cooking for Geeks, which is a really, really interesting read. Uh, and definitely check that out. Link in this week's newsletter at productthinking.cc. Understanding some of the science behind food prep is just cool. So if you've been fortunate enough to get a turkey this year, and hopefully the shortages we keep hearing about haven't adversely impacted you, you can take some steps to make it the best you've ever cooked. Uh, Personally, we love to inject melted butter into ours, (laughs) whether we're cooking that in the oven or like we're doing this year, uh, cooking it in the smoker outside. So we'll see how good that is. I am excited about it. So that is the first link. Second link, why the future of work is the future of travel with Airbnb CEO, Brian Chesky. So this is a really interesting read and podcast on Airbnb, how they weathered the pandemic and what's coming next. I am a huge believer that the way we work has changed. And uh, I have a Twitter thread with uh, running commentary on that, including articles and links to some of the changes that have been taking place across the many industries, across multiple companies. And Airbnb is seeing something very similar. To quote from the article, we're going to have a generation of people that are going to be less tethered to the office, be more nomadic. 20% of our business by nights booked are for stays over a month or longer. That is really interesting. So as we become free to work from anywhere, why be limited to staying in a single place when you can be immersed in another country or culture, even for a few weeks at a time? It's an exciting possibility, something that we've talked about and I've talked about with other friends as well. You know, the the possibility of doing more traveling as we become untethered in our work. So check out that link. Uh, Another link, the MailChimp fiasco. Uh, that's not the article title, but that's what I'm calling it. And I may take some time to write more about this in the future, but MailChimp employees have been screwed in the acquisition of the company by Intuit. Employees of acquired companies generally get screwed. It's just a matter of degree. And that's been my observation and experience across various acquisitions on both sides. MailChimp employees in this one really got the third degree. The MailChimp founders made out like bandits, but everyone else is now seeing benefits and compensation cut. To quote, 
from the article, the general feeling from those I'm speaking to is that the transition has been so badly handled that the only explanation is that Intuit wants to drive attrition, one employee said. Chestnut and Curzius owned almost the entire company, so their take from the deal was about $5 billion apiece, making them some of the richest people in the U.S., while their 1,200 employees got practically nothing. Check out that article. I don't even know what else to say other than that is it's a horrible, horrible outcome to what should have been a very, very exciting time uh, for MailChimp and what they have done. Uh, another article, The Dawn of Everything, Rethinking Origin Stories. I'm a fan of questioning conventional wisdom and rethinking what we know. So this is a really good article that about a book that does that. Now, I haven't read the book yet, uh, though it is on my reading list. So to quote from the article, there is one branch of history that has so far remained above the fray, the story of our very early past, the dawn of humanity. For anthropologist David Graeber and archaeologist David Wingrow, this consensus is a problem. As they argue in this iconoclastic and irreverent book, much of what we think we know of this distant era is actually a myth. That probably shouldn't be surprising. You know, anytime we feel like we have a common, generally accepted understanding of something, it's probably not entirely accurate. And that is definitely the case with our distant past. Uh, so much that we don't know and probably think we know that is incorrect. So I'm excited to to check that one out, especially being married to an anthropologist slash archaeologist. So fascinating stuff. Uh, next up, why we can't teleport, uh, an article from Wired. Uh, teleportation is one of those things that I desperately want to do, but also wonder about the implications of actually teleporting someone. Uh, this is, it's in theory one of those things I want to do, but when I, I start to think about the actual implementation of it, I start to have a lot of questions. What are we teleporting? And would we be essentially destroying and recreating a new person? Or how could you send things that far? It's super fascinating. Uh, to quote from this article, the idea of transporting ourselves somewhere in a proverbial blink of an eye is definitely possible. If you can tolerate a light speed transmission delay, and if you accept that a scanned and reassembled version of you is really you, then teleportation just might be in your future. Uh, and those are things that I don't know if I can accept just yet. So check out that one. And finally, the U.S. is worried that hackers are stealing data today so quantum computers can crack it in a decade. Uh, quantum computing has the potential to change everything. It still feels like it's a ways off, though we all know how quickly things can change. But we need to prep in some ways now. Uh, quoting from this one, experts say it could still be a decade or more before quantum computers are able to accomplish anything useful. But with money pouring into the field in both China and the U.S., the race is on to make it happen and to design better protections against quantum attacks. So it's a little bit of a scary thought to think that all of the things that we have secure right now could com be completely opened up as soon as quantum computing becomes a reality. So good to know that we are thinking and prepping for that sort of thing. Though I expect our prep and thinking is not going to be enough, and we are going to be taken by surprise in many different ways uh, in quantum computing. So check that one out. 
And that is it for this week. Again, I am Kyle Evans. You can find me on social media at Kyle Larry Evans on Twitter and other places. And of course, you can find this week's newsletter at productthinking.cc. So check that out. Subscribe if you haven't already. Follow us wherever you're listening to this podcast. And we'll talk again next week. 